appetizer. Penguins. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is world news. This I've actually cited two different articles about this. Oh. Uh, because the one didn't have enough information. Uh, <laughs> uh, the one is from WUSA9.com. That's the one that didn't have enough information. And then there was also one from CNN. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, and the headline is, Venice waters turn clear as Italy coronavirus lockdown cuts boat traffic. Oh. You remember, we actually were just in Venice last year. Yeah. Briefly. Yes, do you we remember, were. Do you remember the canal water? Yeah, I do remember the canal water. <laughs> was it clear? No. It was not. It was not clear. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I guess I should also preface this by saying it's really hard to find stories this week that aren't related to the coronavirus. Yeah. I know you're tired of hearing about it, and but, we we tried to find things that were like that skewed positive. Um, yes, and aren't like solely about it. So sorry, but yeah, but, but it was it would, too it would hard. Literally, just I think it would have is... been impossible to find. Yeah. even three stories six each, to, just like, six, six to eight, yeah, six stories, eight stories not that about are not it. about it right now. That's just the way it is. But yeah, yeah, I think all of our stuff will either have a positive spin or be tangential or something right. like that. Yeah. And sorry in advance about the breaking news because it's probably also going to be yeah. about it. But <laughs> yeah. We don't know yet. We don't um, know. Okay. Anyway, since the uh, traffic of ferry boats, motorboats, and big ships has been strongly reduced both in the Venice Lagoon and in the city canals, Venetians had the pleasant surprise to see the waters of their canals turning from muddy to crystal clean with the fish and, uh, and bottom clearly visible. Swans have also returned to the canals. <gasps> Swans! Um, I have pictures. I have to show you. It's kind of stunning, honestly. I would love to see those um, pictures. Several decades have passed since Venetians were used to swimming in the lagoon water. I would never, oh, I would never have gotten in the water as we saw it, um, mainly because of the intensified boat traffic in the canals and the increasing volume of giant ships, both commercial and touristic, uh, stopping at the Terminal Venice Passengers Dock, which I'm assuming is the one that our cruise took yeah, off from. Yeah, probably. Um, and that was like the only information in that article that didn't wasn't just like coronavirus facts. Uh, so I, I turned to CNN for, uh, um, while it may look pretty, the Venice mayor's office says that the change is not actually due to improved water quality. The water looks, uh, this is a state uh, statement from the office, the water now looks clearer because there is less traffic on the canals, allowing the sediment to stay at the bottom. The air, however, is actually less polluted since there are less uh, vaporetti, uh, vaporetti vap- I'm not actually sure how to pronounce it, that's the water taxis. Oh. Um, uh, since there are less of fewer of those and less boat traffic than usual because of the restricted movement of residents. So hmm. the water quality isn't actually better, but the air quality apparently is. So, which actually kind of ties into that one story we talked yeah. about with uh, yeah. how the air, air quality in China improved as well. Um, okay. So just because the water is clear doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because it just, there's invisible basically stuff it just in means it, that, that saying? Yeah. Basically, it just means that. There's no, the there's no boat traffic, so it's been able to it's been able to calm when it's normally muddy because there's constant boat traffic. Um, okay, I guess, but like either way, here are the know. pictures. Um, it's kind oh. of astounding, like the difference. Oh wow! Um, there's the swans, swans as well. Like it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's so much. It's like the color of it is more. Blue, yeah, and less, less green or and brown, less brown, which is what I <laughs> yeah. always remember. 
the times that I've been there. So it's like blue green instead of blue brown, right? <laughs> Which is, is a is a general improvement. And, yeah. Um. So it's it's wow. kind of neat to see just the unexpected side effects of something like this. Yeah, it is neat. I mean, we're definitely in a very very unique time in mm-hmm. history right now. So right. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things in the days to come that are like that unexpected. Right, where we like, sort of interesting. Oh, this is what happens when when people aren't. X, Y, Z. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My first story is a health news. I wonder what it's about. I wonder (laughs) what could this possibly be referencing? Um, This is a story from TechCrunch. It's actually kind of a technology news as well. Uh, The headline is, CO2-based vodka startup Airco fully redirects its tech to make hand sanitizer for donation. Now, okay, wait till you hear what this company does, okay? All right. It's actually amazing. A New York City-based startup that developed technology to, ready for it? Mm-hmm. It extracts carbon dioxide from the air and combines it with water to create vodka. What? They, there is a company that can extract carbon dioxide from the air and mix it with water and create vodka. How? I don't know. How is that? They came up with some technology to, that does that. I guess you've got all the like the elements there. Alcohol is just hydrogen, carbon, and oxygen, right? Like, uh, yeah, I guess. So how? But. Apparently, okay, I'm going to skip around in, in the article <laughs> Sorry, here. but I'm like, just, My mind is being blown right now. This company has developed some process to do this, and then they received a word from NASA and XPRIZE, which I don't know what that is, but <laughs> apparently they give prizes. <laughs> and their process is net carbon negative because they're like extracting right. carbon dioxide out of the air. So we could solve climate change by making a bunch of vodka? That's what um, I'm hearing. Like, yeah. So this it is... makes ethanol, basically. Yeah. What? I know, right? Does it? It's like mind blowing. So they do they? Is this something that they're selling commercially? Um, I think they were. Um, does but it taste? This this, this wasn't <laughs> like, really talking it... about the that was that was the point of the article, which I haven't uh, even gotten to yet. Yeah, is sorry. That, I'm just no, 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 no. You're fine. I'm so curious. Yeah. I actually also want to know all those questions. I didn't look up all the stuff about the company. I just know they they have this. They're producing vodka with it. Um, ethanol happens to be the key ingredient in a hand sanitizer. And the what the story is is basically this company has decided to like for the time being divert a hundred percent of their production to making hand sanitizer instead of vodka. Uh-huh. And so um, on top of that, they're actually they're not even selling it. They're just going to donate it to like city officials in New York. That's amazing. I know. Like this company is like the best thing ever. So what else, is there anything else in hand sanitizer that they need besides um, alcohol and water? To, this like, did not say what else is in hand sanitizer. It just said that it's 70% ethanol. Right. Which if you look on, I mean, it says that on this like 60, 70% alcohol mm-hmm. on the back. So like, you know, obviously that. Yeah. I guess I've never actually thing. looked I don't at all of the ingredients. I don't know what all what the, the ingredients other- are. I'm just wondering if it's something they could switch completely to without having to introduce more ingredients into their process. That's I, yeah, I'm sure they had to 
there's probably like one other ingredient in it. Like there's got to like, be because like the otherwise, gel texture, when it, like what when it, it hand sanitizer, just be vodka. Yeah. Which, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Can we all use vodka to sanitize our hands? I mean, lots of people say that even hand sanitizer isn't actually the best way to keep your hands clean because you're not actually usually like scrubbing and rinsing like mm-hmm. you would with uh, soap and water with with vodka and water. With vodka. And water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. We're moving to yeah, complete vodka-based hand I don't know what the other ingredient is, but apparently they think they can do this. They're just diverting everything, 100% of their production to that. Yeah. They're going to donate all of it. Um, and it's like yeah. net net carbon, not neutral. Yeah, and the, it's they're, the opposite, they're right? Processed, the, um, carb, net carbon negative, I think. Carbon negative, that's the word, yeah. yeah. It's not even carbon neutral. It's carbon negative. So they're making the world better and making sanitizer. Yeah. Which is also making the world better. That's nice. That's a really nice... Isn't this great? That's a really nice story. This made me so happy. Yeah. I love to... uh, There's really been a lot of, like... This kind of thing can really bring bring out the best in people. And it's been nice to see so many examples of that. I 100% agree. My next story is dinosaur news. I actually managed to find a story not about the virus at all. I applaud that achievement. It it was, I was just very lucky. Um, This is from the BBC. Prepare yourself for this headline. Fossil wonder chicken could be earliest known fowl. (laughs) What is a wonder chicken? It's all one word. Wonder chicken. (laughs) It's one word. It's easily my favorite thing about this is that it's just one word. Wonder chicken. Wonder chicken. (laughs) That's my favorite word. I think it was just last week we talked about another bird fossil. Yes. Was that last week? Uh, Was that last week or two weeks ago? Time is a construct. Time is. (laughs) Uh, What day is it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, No one knows what day it is. No one knows. (laughs) Anyway, uh, a newly discovered fossil bird could be the earliest known ancestor of every chicken on the planet. (laughs) Okay, then. That's why it's the wonder chicken. (laughs) Wonder chicken. Uh, Living just before the asteroid strike that wiped out giant dinosaurs. Bummer article. Uh, The unique fossil from about 67 million years ago gives a glimpse into the dawn of modern birds. Birds are descended from dinosaurs, which I think we've said like a million, million times, times on this. Yeah, maybe 50. Wow, 50 million. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but precisely when they evolved into birds, like the ones alive today, has been difficult to answer due to lack of fossil data. Uh, Dr. Daniel Field of the University of Cambridge says, this is a unique specimen. We've been calling it the wonder chicken. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> it gives me a little comfort that that name was like decided by a scientist at least. <laughs> if it was just the article coming up with that, I would have been oh. a little disappointed. But like, it was the science. Okay. There's science behind right. this. It's legit. There's it's science legit. behind Wonder Chicken. Um, it's the only nearly complete skull of a modern bird that we have so far from the age of dinosaurs, and it's able to tell us quite a lot about the early evolutionary history of birds. Um, this fossil bird has been named Asteriornis. Asteriornis. Aster, Aster, I don't know. Uh, ma- mess. Oh boy! I should just, pra- just try. I really you should practice try these before. Asteriornis 
Asterioness, sure. Maastrichtensis. There's two okay, A's in this right. one again. It's so, I don't know what I'm supposed to, Maastrichtensis. Maastrichtensis, uh, maybe? Or? It's na- yeah, Maastrichtensis. Tetanus? No. No. Anyway, moving on. It's named after Asteria, who is a Greek goddess of falling stars who turned into a quail as part of some myth, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the quail, the quail is the connection, the not okay. the falling star. Right. Um, though maybe the asteroid strike kind of ties in as well. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was intentional. Um, it was found in a quarry on the Netherlands-Belgium border. Uh, the bird weighed in at just under 400 grams. Not really sure how they know that for sure, but I guess just based on the bones, yeah. they can tell that. Um, and it was an early member of the group that gave rise to modern-day chickens, ducks, and other poultry. At the time, the region was covered by a shallow sea, and conditions were similar to modern tropical beaches. With its long, slender legs, the bird <laughs> the bird may hot have legs. been... Hot legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just all the throwbacks. Uh this bird may have been a shore dweller. So they oh. they speculate because it had long legs that it okay. might have run around on the beach. Um which is kind of a yeah, weird place maybe. to think about a chicken. Um Dr. Field also said, "The wonder chicken is going to rank as a truly important fossil for helping clarify the factors that actually gave rise to modern birds." Wonder chicken. Everybody's favorite new Marvel superhero. Oh, it could be a Marvel superhero. It shouldn't be. Uh, I um, okay. I have multiple funny images in my mind right now. So the first one is uh, Schwabel's Wonder Bread, and then them coming out with something called Wonder Chicken. Um, it's a and loaf then the of second, chicken. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one is like this bird, like a stick figure bird running on the beach <laughs> that kind of looks like a chicken, but also like a stick figure. Thick legs or something. This is an artist's rendition of what it might have looked like. Oh. Pretty oh, much okay. like That's a chicken. Pretty, yeah. With slightly longer legs. Also, for some reason, they drew a couple of them feeding on a whale carcass yeah, wait, in the background what? of this picture. What? I, Why was that necessary? For I, don't, this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. The article didn't speculate on whether it was a carnivore or not, so maybe those it was just don't even a, look. Are those supposed to be the chickens in the background there? They look like they um, might be just different. other. They might have been birds. different seabirds. Actually, yeah, they do like, have different markings. So there's just vul- Never mind. like vultures feeding on a carcass of a dead whale yeah. in the background of the artist photo. I do like the idea of like a, a swarm of chickens just chowing down on a dead whale. It's <laughs> terrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah. My next story is entertainment news. This is from CNET.com. The headline is, George R.R. Martin is writing Winds of Winter under a coronavirus lockdown. I guess this is what it takes to get that man to write. (laughs) This is what it takes to get him to sit down and finish the book. Uh, So among those practicing social distancing nowadays is Game of Thrones mastermind George R.R. Martin, whose self-isolation may have led to a small silver lining progress on his long-awaited Winds of Winter novel, uh, Martin wrote on his blog this week that he's holed up in a, quote, remote, isolated location where he's, quote, spending more time in Westeros than in the real, wor- real world, writing every day. Probably a good idea right now, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's probably better there. Yeah. Well, 
Well, not really. No, it's not. No, it's not. I, t- I completely take that back. Yeah. <laughs> Westeros is a terrifying. Yeah, it's kind of a horrifying place. place to live. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Oh, never mind. Um, the author has been working on his latest book for around eight years. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, periodically pushing its expected publication date back as he worked on other projects, including the now canceled Game of Thrones prequel series for HBO, which I have to say I don't remember hearing that that was. Canceled. Oh, you did it? Yeah. I thought it was just like postponed no, it, for a while or I think something. It's, I think it's officially axed. Yeah. Well, oh well. that's sad. Oh, yeah. well. Oh, well. Okay. Well, anyway. At least we didn't get like one season and then they canceled it. Yeah. That would have been way worse. Um, so the the last book, A Dance with Dragons, took him six years to write. So he's at eight years now for this other one. So he needs uh, to finish it soon. How many books is, have, has he written so six far? Six or seven. This is the sixth or seventh, I think. Okay. I'm just curious if we've got like other historical data to go off of. Is this going to be an exponential increase or I, I'm not sure. All right. Uh, mid last year, Martin promised he'd bring the finished manuscript for winds of winter to sci-fi convention Worldcon in New Zealand due to take place July 29th. Although who knows if that conference is still going to take place this year because yeah. it's COVID yeah. 2020. So we don't know. Yep. But uh, yeah, he's working on it. I specifically remember bringing a similar story to this show months ago, probably like <laughs> a year ago now, where he announced that he was going to like go to some secluded cabin and work on the book so or something. He took, it took a little time for that to happen, but it did happen. Yeah, but now, it's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> so he's working on it, and uh, maybe it'll get done pretty quickly because of all the social distancing, and uh, then while we're all sitting at home, we'll have a nice book to read. Exactly. I don't know if nice is the right yeah. word for that. I'm going to change that. Uh, an exciting book to read. Yeah. My next story is animal news. This is from CNN. With the aquarium closed to humans, penguins take opportunity to explore and visit other animals. What? Have you seen this? No. I've seen this going all over social media. So no, I'm really I haven't seen you haven't. this. Okay, so um, the penguins at the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago are usually the ones being looked at since they are one of the most beloved attractions there. But Sunday, they were get, able to get a taste of what it's like on the other side of the glass. With the building closed to visitors to help uh, prevent the spread of the virus, a group of rockhopper penguins were allowed to leave their habitat and explore the rest of the aquarium. <gasps> that is so amazing. And there's videos? Oh, yes, there are. Yeah. Uh, without guests in the building, uh, this is the aquarium. I guess a spokesperson, not the aquarium itself speaking. Hmm. Uh, caretakers are getting creative in how they provide enrichment to animals. Uh, they're introducing new experiences, activities, foods, and more to keep them active, encourage them to explore, problem solve, and express natural behaviors. Uh, the aquarium posted, a twi- posted to Twitter a video of one of the penguins named Wellington great name nice uh meeting some fish in the amazon exhibit uh the adorable video of wellington waddling around with his flippers out has been where else would they be (laughs) has been viewed more than thirty thousand times as of sunday evening and i'm sure many more since then but yeah this it's just penguins going to the zoo (laughs) and there's something just visiting there's something so precious about that (laughs) 
It's the penguin looking at the other fish and just being like, ooh, what's this? He is so fascinated. <laughs> wow. It's so amazing to see. And you know, we just got to be like, what? How are they in there? How am I seeing them? How could I not get to them? Why are they? <laughs> how are they swimming yeah. in the air? <laughs> yeah. He probably has no He's one probably like so confused. Those work, those work, but he just, it's just really funny because He's like looking around with like his wings like spread way out, just like, huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole so precious. New world. <laughs> like, that's exactly yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to look that up again. I can't believe I didn't see that. I don't know how I didn't see that, but <laughs> see what other videos are. That's awesome. Okay, my next story is technology news. This is also from TechCrunch. The headline is, Meditation apps offer free mindfulness as social distancing takes a toll. A number of meditation apps are offering free content to help folks during this stressful time. So, oh, I actually might have nice, to look into this. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, um, Headspace, uh, was among the first to offer a special plan. The popular app announced it would be making its premium tier free for all U.S. healthcare professionals who work in public health settings. So that's a nod to first responders who are among the hardest working and most emotionally wiped amid this pandemic, hmm. according to them. Yeah. Um, which I agree with. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, according to I mean, them. According to them. Supposedly, like, the hell No, I no, totally agree are. with that. Um, <laughs> Um, Those people are heroes. <laughs> so yeah, so if you fall into that category, you can go to the Headspace website and sign up for that. Um, and then Simple Habit this week announced free premium memberships for all people who are impacted by the pandemic and can no longer afford to pay. Uh, those who qualify need only email um, this email address, help at simplehabit.com, and note that they're in some type of uh, precarious financial position due to the pandemic, and they'll get access to free uh, meditation tools. And then also the Calm app, CEO Michael Acton-Smith told TechCrunch that that company is currently exploring ways that it might help a strained community, but right now they're just making a number of their meditations available for free to users. So if you've ever looked at that app, it's like all yeah, these kind of I've, modules. I think and, I've used Calm before. I've used just, Calm before just too. Just doing the, the 10 yeah. minutes before bed sort yeah. of thing. Like the free stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think that all the like they have all these paid modules in there that you can special programs you can listen to, and I guess they're just going to start offering a bunch of those for free. That's really nice. Yeah, it is. Um, and this article also mentioned that yoga studios and exercise applications are starting to offer similar like free services, um, but they didn't list any of those. They just said that oh, that okay. those <laughs> industries are also doing it. So it's also exists. Like, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> um, but I thought that was nice. Yeah, it, nice to know that, like. I don't know. There's a lot of companies out there that are realizing like, wow, our service could really help people who are struggling right now in different ways. And like, mm -hmm. let's, you know, in this time, let's like do something out of the ordinary and just right. like, help people. It's, it's a really lot of nice. really uplifting gestures. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, our, yeah, oh, I, I yeah. was also dancing because I like dancing. But. <clears throat> Me too, but. All right, it's time for breaking news, <laughs> the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just reported today, and we read them to you on the fly. How does air vodka work? <laughs> Wonder chicken. <laughs> Ready, set, go! go! 
Fenness on UPI. Uh, sorry, as I warned you at the top of the episode, it's about the virus. Uh, Disneyland closure ends man's 2,995-day streak of visits. Wow. He has visited Disneyland every day, every day for 2,995 days. Um, That's what, almost, four, wait, no. It is more than seven eight year, years. Seven years? Oh, eight? Yeah. Three, six, five, six, seven. No, wait. Huh, wait. No, 2,000. What's the number again? (laughs) 2,995. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it is more than eight years. It's almost 3,000 days. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just going off what the article said. I hadn't done the math in my head. Oh, I was trying to do. It's always a bad idea to do mental math while we're recording this, but. It's just always a bad idea for me to do mental math, period. (laughs) Um,. Disney announced it was temporarily closing Disneyland among the uh, among, uh, amid the pandemic, March thirteenth, um, causing this man. His name is Jeff Wrights, uh, causing his streak to come to an end. Uh, he says that he still plans to visit the park when it reopens. I can't imagine why. There's no way there's anything in there that he hasn't seen. <laughs> um, <sighs> he says on the negative side, I didn't get to choose the end, but on the positive side, I didn't have to choose the end. So he like. Because I think his intention was just to keep going for as long as he possibly could. And this kind of forced him to wow. stop. Um, which honestly might be for his own good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just like wonder what he does for when work. He... Or just like, does he not work? Does he, he work there? Has, like, money or something? Does that count then? If you're just like working there and you also... They said visiting. I don't. Yeah, like what does he do? I don't know. Well, maybe he like inherited a trust fund or something. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. In which case, that's a creative use of that, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, pretty much the uh, he he seeks to get a Guinness World Record for his streak of visits. He says that all other frequent visitors that he's heard of have ended their streaks after only a year or two. So he is. Well ahead. Yeah. I mean, it'll literally take people over eight, like eight years <laughs> yeah. to beat his record if they do. So, and it's that's if they start now, which they can't. Right. Um, so, so he's he's pretty locked in place there. Yeah. I'd, his, his I'd say he should be pretty set. I was about to say yeah, he should be proud of this. I don't know if he should be proud of it, but he, I mean, he should be something. in the context of this, he should be proud of what he's done. If his goal was to go a lot. <laughs> He sure did. He did. He did that. He accomplished that. Yes. I hope he has his picture hanging up somewhere in the park. Yeah, that's the least they could do for I mean, I can't imagine the sheer amount of money they must have he must have given them over the years. Yeah. That place is so expensive. Disney owes him a lot. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> well, they don't really owe him anything, but they owe, they owe him. <laughs> they owe him. I also have something from UPI, and this headline is Indian Railway Company Using Bee Sounds to Ward Off Elephants. This has nothing to do with the coronavirus. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, are elephants scared of bees? Apparently, yes, they are. Huh. Officials with an Indian Railway Company ha- have said that they've started using the recorded sound of buzzing bees to keep elephants from wandering onto the tracks. Uh, it's called the Honeybee Sound System. 
and they put it in locations known to be frequented by elephants. Officials said villagers who spot elephants in the area alert the company, and workers then engage the sound system to play the sound of bees, um, because elephants are known to avoid that for fear of being stung. Because hmm. I guess they're intelligent enough to know what that sound means yeah. and stay away. Um, the company said that the system was adopted in response to an increasing number of elephants killed in collisions with trains, which is sad. So that's a cool, innovative idea. Yeah. Yeah. And what else are you going to do with all those B sounds you've recorded? (laughs) I mean, the sound engineer out there recording bees, I mean, he's got to do something with his stuff. He's got to sell it to somebody. Yeah. I mean, otherwise he's just, what is he doing? What is he doing? (laughs) Going to make a weird mixtape or... It's going to be called B sounds, you know, like mouth sounds, like yeah. B sounds. Yeah, same idea. Yeah. Just, it's probably a market. Just wildly. Oh, there's a market out there, just like it's so small. It's like this is it's a, increasing, it's a very you know? niche thing. You can probably charge a lot. Yeah. But I instead, think so. he's using it for good. Right. <laughs> All right. That's our show. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we post episodes every Friday. Hopefully, we'll continue on our schedule in this time. Um, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News and on Twitter at, at News. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.